Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Studs and Duds Sports. AJ here with Gorilla. Gorilla is back for the fantasy football season. Gorilla, how was your summer? It was great. It was a little boring without football, but, you know, I, I traveled and did some other stuff while I waited. Good, good, good to hear. I mean, there's no lack of football news ever. No, but, uh, of course not. Of course not. But, you know, I miss that there's nothing like actual gameplay, like actual games. And, and then you have your fantasy and your betting and all that. There's nothing like the actual season starting. That's right. And speaking of the season starting, we are here for week one of the NFL season. This kickoff is uh, our first 17 week regular season. So we're going to be with you an extra week this year, uh, giving you all that great fantasy advice that you've come to know us for. Um, Gorilla, do you want to kick us off with your first game? Yeah, let's get started. Very first game of the season, Thursday Night Football, them Dallas Cowboys. They are headed to Tampa Bay to take on the Super Bowl defending Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, this game, the Buccaneers are favored seven and a half points with a very high over under at 52. There is a lot of fantasy potential in this game. The big question is going to be, uh, how do how does uh, Dak Prescott do on his return to football after coming back from injury? And is it enough to hang in there with Tom Brady and the Super Bowl defending Buccaneers? In my opinion, no, it's not. Uh, I really like the Buccaneers fantasy-wise in this game here. There's a lot of great options for Tampa Bay as far as your fantasy. And uh, it, it, a lot of the players are very affordable and fan duel and DraftKings in your daily leagues. I'm going to, however, stud. I'm not studying Tom Brady like a lot of people think. We all know Tom Brady's going to be great. I'm giving you alternative options here. I'm studying Ronald Jones, a running back out of Tampa Bay. I'm looking for Tampa Bay to step up, and there will be a lot of PPR play out of Ronald Jones in the backfield, making him a great fantasy option that it doesn't charge, cost you too much on your lists, knowing that running backs are going to be harder to come across, at least to start off this season. As far as duds, I'm going to the other side of the ball. Uh, Dallas running back, Big Zeke. I don't like Big Zeke in this game. This game's going to be played in the air. Dallas is going to be forced to air it out if they're going to hang in there with Tampa Bay, meaning Big Zeke is not going to see the action that he sees in a normal football game. Just not a great option for this one. For the sleeper, it's kind of weird to say he's a sleeper, but, you know, we didn't see a lot of them up until the Super Bowl, really. I'm I'm sleeping Gronk. Yeah, the Tampa Bay tight end, Gronkowski. I think he's going to make an impact in this game in the first game of the season. We know Tom Brady and him have a, a great chemistry and work together in great big game situations. First game of the season is kind of a big game. Look for Gronk to actually be a surprise play in this one. AJ, you want to bring us on to our first full Sunday of NFL action. Yeah, uh, kicking off Sunday, we got the Jaguars at the Texans. This is going to be an interesting game. You have the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars who are in the midst of a rebuild. You got the number one overall pick in Trevor Lawrence starting uh, for the Jaguars. And then you have the Texans who are kind of having that internal turmoil. Uh, We don't even know if Deshaun Watson is going to be on the team, let alone starting. Um, Right now, they've said that uh, Tyrod Taylor is going to get the start. So uh, not a whole lot of fantasy options in this one. My stud in this game is absolutely no one. 
Um, I'm not studying anybody in this game. I don't like this game at all for fantasy purposes. The Texans running backs are absolutely going to feast in this one, but there's four of them to pick from. So if you want to take a shot on one of them, feel free. Uh, I don't know if the Texans are going to ride with the hot hand, if they're just really going to go with a committee approach, but they have four running backs on the roster that are absolutely going to destroy this Jaguars off uh, defense. Uh, so I look for the Texans to, to do a lot of ground and pound in this one. But again, there's just too many options to pick from. Uh, I'm dudding pretty much everybody at this point. Um, I don't trust Trevor Lawrence in this game at all, especially since the Texans have a pretty good secondary. Uh, their defense, even without J.J. Watt, is still pretty solid in the back seven. So I don't like Trevor Lawrence in this one uh, at all. And I really don't like uh, Tyrod Taylor as the starter for Houston either. Uh, so I really just don't like anyone <laughs> in this game. Um, my sleeper, however, is going to be Marvin Jones. Uh, it looks like he's going to be healthy for this one. And it looks like him and Trevor Lawrence have been creating a decent bit of chemistry in the preseason. Marvin Jones is a nice, solid wide receiver. He's a great pickup from Detroit coming over to Jacksonville. He's a guy that's going to work out of the slot. He's going to have the best matchup of any of the Jacksonville wide receivers in this one. So if you want a nice, low-cost option, Marvin Jones, here is your guy. Uh, Gorilla, you want to take us to a game that might have some more fantasy potential? Actually, yeah, I'm going to take to a game that's it, – it's kind of a hard game to call, but I think there's a lot of fantasy potential. I'm talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers as they visit my beloved Buffalo Bills. I will be at the stands cheering for this one. Uh, the Bills are favored six-and-a-half points with an over-under of 48.5. There is fantasy potential for sure in this game on both sides of the ball. Uh, but – as far as studying goes, I really like Josh Allen in this game. Uh, yes, he's going to cost uh, more in your, your daily leagues. But, look, he gets a lot of yardage on the ground, and he gets a lot of rushing touchdowns that adds on to what he's throwing in the air with the pickup of Emmanuel Sanders at wide receiver, in addition to Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley, Dawson Knox, and everybody else on that offense. I look for him to be a much more uh, – look for him to have good fantasy numbers in this one. I think he's well worth the upgrade and spend a little bit extra at quarterback. And dudding from my beloved Buffaloes, I'm going to dud that run game. Devin Singletary and Zach Moss, I don't like either of them in this game. I, the Bills have never been much of a running team since Josh Allen has got the set in there. They both are more of a blocking position, and the blocking positions don't score you fantasy points. With them splitting evenly time between the two, it's hard to pick which one's going to be more of the touchdown person because, if, let's face it, if you're playing fantasy, you want touchdowns, not just yards. You don't get you don't get fantasy points from just being on the field. So I'm not a fan of the Bills' running game in this one. I'd avoid Singletary and Zach Moss. As far as sleepers go, let's go to the other side of the thing. Look, the Bills' defense has not been fantastic in the past few years. They've given up a lot of points to tight ends and slot receivers, especially those guys that the linebackers are set to try to cover. I'm looking for that to continue this year uh, with sleeper Pittsburgh wide receiver Deontay Johnson. Look for Deontay Johnson to make an impact and look for him to be a real surprise play at wide receiver in this game. He's probably going to be the most uh, significant receiver for the Pittsburgh team saying that going on the outside with Tredavious White is always dangerous because he likes to get them interceptions. So I'll look for Deontay Johnson to be a big weapon 
uh, being used by the Pittsburgh Steelers in this game. I do think the Bills sneak this one out, but I think Pittsburgh puts up one hell of a fight. You can never count the Steelers out of a game. All right, that moves us on to my next game is the Seahawks versus the Colts. Um, one thing you guys may be noticing is Gorilla has the over-unders and the uh, for the betting line as well as the favorites for these games. I don't do that in week one only because it's a literal crapshoot. Um, <laughs> there's so much turnover with all these teams. There's so many injuries. There's so much going on uh, that in week one, I don't trust them at all. So I don't use them in my write-ups. Um, but <clears throat> so that's why they're absent from mine and not gorillas this week. Uh, going forward, I will have those on my write-ups as well for the games. Um, but let's move on to the Seahawks and the Colts. Uh, first off, I'm going to stud Russell Wilson in this one. Uh, the Colts have an okay secondary, but their pass rush is really, really beat up this season. So to start the season, um, plus the Seattle wide receivers have great matchups on the outside. So you can start Russell Wilson with confidence in this one. This is 100% a let Russ cook kind of game. Um, I, I like Russell Wilson to start this one. Uh, I am dudding Jonathan Taylor from the Colts. He is the man in the backfield there, um, but this game is probably going to be played in the air. I think Seattle's going to have the lead for most of this one, and the Colts are going to have to throw the ball to keep up. Uh, that means that this Seattle secondary is going to have to, or the Seattle secondary is going to really have to step up, which I don't know if they're going to be able to, but I do know that they will be able to key on taking away Jonathan Taylor, especially with the uh, really good linebackers that they have there. Uh, sleeper wise, Going with former Philadelphia Eagle Carson Wentz in this one. He's had a little bit of a rough offseason. He got traded. He's unhappy in Philly. There's all this negative energy around him. Then he had the foot injury. Then he was on the COVID list. It looks like he's going to be healthy to start week one. Um, I like for him to have a nice bounce back game. I kind of, I told you so uh, game here. The, the uh, Seattle secondary is very beatable. And even without T.Y. Hilton, those Colts wide receivers should be able to get open on those short and intermediate routes that Carson Wentz kind of excels at. So I look for him to be a nice sleeper in this one. Gorilla, who do you have up next? I want to talk about one of the really, the games I'm really, really interested in as far as uh, the one o'clock games anyways. I'm talking about the Chargers and the Washington football team i think i think this game is going to be an absolute stellar game i think the teams are very evenly matched you have this new young hotshot charger offense against this surprisingly stellar washington defense and then a really lackluster charger defense against the lackluster washington offense they're very evenly matched uh as far as the over-unders on this one uh, the Chargers are favored one point as the away team with a low over under a 44. Uh, honestly, I think that's reasonably accurate because I think these two teams are going to cancel each other out in a sense in this game. I do think there are going to be some good fantasy options in here, but I think it's going to be fewer and farther between and there's going to be much better games for your fantasy picks. However, I do think the big stud in this game is going to be Keenan Allen, the Chargers wide receiver. I think he's going to be the one player in this game that is able to put up any sort of half decent fantasy numbers in this one. My dud, Justin Herbert, the Chargers young quarterback. Look, Keenan Allen may have a great game. Justin Herbert may not. I'm looking for him to throw a couple picks in this one, have a decent game, but not worth the amount that they're charging for him in FanDuel or DraftKings uh, against that Washington tough defense. Sleeper play. Here's a name you don't really hear about. Logan Thomas, the Washington football team tight end. 
look for a heavy check down kind of game coming out of Washington. Uh, I'm not a fan of anything really in that Washington offense, at least to start off the season and this game here, but look for Logan Thomas to be a good cheap. Uh, let's roll the dice and let's take a chance on a tight end. I think Logan Thomas is a good one to, to do that with. I think this is going to be a really good game, but I don't think it's going to be a great fantasy game. All right, moving on to the Jets versus the Panthers. Sam Darnold gets the revenge game to start the season. It's kind of an interesting storyline there. Uh, my stud in this one, not Sam Darnold. My stud is actually going to be Christian McCaffrey. He's healthy. He's back. Top five fantasy play pretty much every week. He's involved in the passing game and the running game. Uh, he's also the goal line back, the third down back. This guy is one of the few remaining three down running backs, and he is a fantastic fantasy option. Start with con- confidence against the Jets team that should struggle on defense early in the season. You can pretty much start with confidence every week now that he's back. Uh, my dud in this one, the opposite running back, Tevin Coleman. I think he'll be okay in PPR leagues. He is decent out of the backfield um, as a pass catcher. I just don't trust him in an offense that's going to be playing from behind most of the day. I think they're going to have to throw the football a lot more than screen passes and what and uh, those little running back swing and arrow routes. So Tevin Coleman is my dud in this one. My sleeper is going to be this Panthers defense against Zach Wilson. Uh, Zach Wilson, the new quarterback for the Jets, gets a real tough call here a real tough draw to start the season the Panthers back seven is nothing to sneeze at Jeremy Chin is a ball hawk they spent some pretty high draft picks back there to shore up that secondary um, I look for Zach Wilson to really struggle especially with the receivers that he has this season he's really going to struggle in uh, week one against this Panther secondary um, that's going to bring us to Gorilla's next game I'm going to talk about a game that's a pretty easy game to call fantasy wise we're talking about the Minnesota Vikings as they had the Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Uh, weirdly enough, the Vikings are favored three and a half points with an over under 48. I don't think three and a half points is nearly enough for this game because I think the Bengals are going to get absolutely demolished in this game with such a lackluster defense. As far as fantasy goes, the, the big stud in this one for me is Minnesota wide receiver Justin Jefferson. Look, he came alive last year in his rookie season. He's a big guy there. He's a, he's a heavy target. He seems to bring in catches out of nowhere. He's a fantasy point monster. This is the perfect game for him to light up that Cincinnati defense. He is going to be an absolute stud in this game. There's no I, I would put all my money on him in this one, and I got a lot of money. Uh, I would put all my money on Justin Jefferson to be a great play this week. I'm going to dud Joe Mixon out of Cincinnati. Why? because they're going to be playing catch-up all game. They're going to have to air the ball if they have any sort of chance at keeping up with him whatsoever. So Joe Mixon's kind of going to become an afterthought. Not a fan of the Cincinnati running game of this one. And sleeper, I'm saying Kirk Cousins. Why am I saying a quarterback is a sleeper? We never say a quarterback is a sleeper because Kirk Cousins, I don't really think is that great a quarterback. But this is such a fantastic matchup. He's such a cheap option. It's a great play for this week against that Cincinnati team. Save you some bucks. That way you can spend big on like your Christian McCaffrey's as uh, AJ was suggesting and, and have a little more room left over so you can get some decent wide receivers in there. I think Kirk Cousins is a really good fantasy option and sleeper for the Minnesota Vikings this week. AJ, who do you got? 
Uh, next up for me is the Cardinals at the Titans. <clears throat> this game does have quite a bit of fantasy potential here. Um, I'm studying Ryan Tannehill. Uh, he's one of the top quarterback plays of the week this week. I think not just, I mean, not just in this game. I think Ryan Tannehill is a top five start this week in fantasy football. Um, he gets the upgraded offense with uh, AJ Brown. He's got Julio Jones. Now um, he is as that team is absolutely loaded at wide receiver. And they also have, you know, that whole home Derek Henry guy that ran for 2000 yards last year in the backfield. So Ryan Tannehill has plenty of uh, weapons at his disposal. Uh, I, I love Ryan Tannehill this week. He is not just one of those guys that's going to throw throws passes and stands back there in the pocket and takes hits. Oh no. He picks up some of those extra yards on the ground. He sneaks in a couple of, uh, you know, five yard runs in the red zone to get you some of those touchdowns down there. Um, this team is completely built to win. This offense is very dangerous. And Ryan Tannehill's at the helm. I love Ryan Tannehill this week against a Cardinals defense. I am dotting the combination of Christian Kirk and AJ Green uh, for the Cardinals. Like this is DeAndre Hopkins or bust in this passing game. Yes, they went out and got AJ Green. This is not the AJ Green from five years ago. This is, you know, always injured with some sort of foot injury. AJ Green, Christian Kirk is too inconsistent. Um, and then they're those two are fighting over, um, you know, balls that aren't going to DeAndre Hopkins. So I, I really just don't like the combination of them in this one. If you're going with an Arizona wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins is your guy. Um, I am going to sleeper hover Chase Edmonds. He takes over as the lead back for the Cardinals this season. Uh, he's going to be great in PPR leagues, and he's going to really be their de facto number two receiver because Christian Kirk and AJ Green are just terrible. Um, so Chase Edmonds, uh, if you watched any of the games last year, when Chase Edmonds was the number one back, he did fantastic. So when he took over for injury or whatever, he was one of the top running backs of the week. So Chase Edmonds finally gets his chance to start. Uh, he's going to be fantastic in PPR leagues. We know that he can catch the ball in the backfield. He was a great third down back last year. Now he gets to prove what he can do on the ground, which I am convinced is going to be also fantastic. So great sleeper option there. Gorilla, who do you have up next? I'm going to talk about them San Francisco 49ers and the Detroit Lions. We get to see Jared Goff's debut as a lion uh, with no supporting cast whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of the storyline of this one. San Fran is favored seven and a half points as the visiting team, which is really quite, quite a big uh, for week one, a big line for week one as a visiting team, low over under 45 points. Uh, I'm going to stud Jimmy G in this game here. I'm not looking for a whole lot of offense out of Detroit. I'm looking for the offense and the fantasy plays to really come out of San Francisco in this one. Well, I'm not a huge fan of Jimmy G as far as season longs go. I think this is a great game for him. If you're looking for a cheaper quarterback option, I think he's going to put up really good numbers. On the other side of things, I'm going to dud Jared Goff. I think he's going to have a very rough go of it in his debut as a Lion. Again, he doesn't have a whole lot of weapons to throw to. I'm not looking for any sort of true success out of him in this game. Uh, I, I'd be silly. I wouldn't start Jared Goff and AJ's team, and we're playing against each other. Uh, as far as my sleepers go, here's a name for you. Raheem Mostert. He is a running back out of San Francisco in your fan duel 
and DraftKings, he's costing 6100 which for a starting running back is incredibly low. For those of you in PPR leagues, he catches a lot of passes out of the backfield. He is the red zone guy. He is their short goal guy, and he is their third down guy, making him really good fantasy play right in I'm not right in that slot receiver or slot position, that flex position right there. Look for Raheem Mostert at 6,100. He's such a cheap option. It's hard not to want to pick him up on your team. AJ, you've got the last one o'clock game here, correct? I do. It is my beloved Philadelphia Eagles going down to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Uh, so many good fantasy options. This one, look, this game is going to be an absolute barn burner of a game. I think this is going to be one of the best fantasy games of the day. Probably going to turn into some sort of shootout at some point. I am studying in this one, Jalen Hurts. Uh, listen, the Falcons secondary is 100% terrible. I don't care how young the Philly receiving core is. I don't care how many passes that they dropped last season. I don't care about any of that. All right. This is a dream matchup for Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts last year put up 300 passing yards against two of the top passing defenses in New Orleans and Green Bay at the time. Uh, he put up great numbers against both those teams and Atlanta is nowhere near the level that those two teams were last season. So Jalen Hurts gets a dream matchup here. He's a top three quarterback this week. He might be my quarterback one of the week. Uh, that's how good this matchup is for Jalen Hurts. I am dudding Mike Davis. Uh, he's the new running back in Atlanta. I don't like the Atlanta running game at all in this one. This is going to turn into an absolute shootout, as I said. So Atlanta's going to have to throw the ball to keep up. Uh, plus Philadelphia's defense, look, throw preseason out, right? Philly's defense got run on all preseason. Philly's defense prides themselves on stopping the run in the last five years, in the last three to five years, Philly's defense has been a top five run stopping defense. Mike Davis, no chance. All right. <laughs> I'm passing on him completely. My sleeper in this one, rookie tight end, Kyle Pitts. We're sleeping a lot of tight ends this week, but Kyle Pitts, <laughs> like this guy's a monster. Uh, Philly's defense has had a ton of. Um, a ton of problems stopping tight ends in the last few years. Their linebacking core is not good and it did not get much better this offseason. Kyle Pitts is an absolute, I mean, <laughs> he's a wide receiver in a tight end's body. You really have to put a safety or a corner on him, and Philly just doesn't have that to, at their disposal. So he is 100% my sleeper in this one. Gorilla, you want to move us to four o'clock? I do want to move us to four o'clock. Uh, AJ, do you remember that game with Rick Moranis where he started a he coached a football team, a little league football team, Little Giants? Yeah. Yeah. I think the Giants are that actual team this year. They very and well could they be. Are, they're hosting the Denver Broncos, who are really just as bad. Uh, <laughs> the over on this one's so bad, the over under is at 42. Uh, this is going to be a god-awful game for fantasy. Do not, I repeat, do not play anybody from this game unless it's a defense. And that's not a bad idea. The only thing that you can stud here is the Denver defense. The Denver defense is not bad. They got a lot of takeaways last year. They did a lot of, in the offseason, even bumped this uh, defense up a little bit more. Look for this Denver defense to be stellar against a almost a joke of an offense out of the Giants. As far as Dud, I'm dudding the entire offense for everybody. Uh, 
yeah, don't don't play anybody in this game. Uh, really, the big thought is Daniel Jones, the Giants quarterback, which, I mean, I don't even need to explain. This is just not a good game for fantasy. This is a game to, to kind of avoid. And sleeper, because, well, what else am I going to do? The Giants defense. Well, the, the Denver offense is incredibly young and going to make a lot of mistakes as they go through this season. Do they, is there some potential of the offense? Yes, but not this year. It's a little early for that still. So really your only option in this one is to take defenses. Don't play anybody fantasy wise in this game. It, it really is not worth it. AJ, I'm hoping your first four o'clock game is a little better than that one. <laughs> My first four o'clock game is the Browns and the Chiefs. So <laughs> definitely way better. <laughs> <laughs> we got two potential playoff, you know, we got two playoff contenders, possible Super Bowl contender in this one. We're light years ahead of the <laughs> the Broncos and the Giants in this one. <clears throat> My stud for the Browns and the Chiefs is Nick Chubb. I know, I know. This high-powered Chiefs offense, tons of guys to pick from. Patrick Mahomes is out there. So I'm going to pick a Brown? Yes. Yes, I am. Nick Chubb is a monster. Nick Chubb is by far the best running back this side of Derrick Henry in the NFL. Uh, he is a fantastic option in this one. The Chiefs really struggle to stop the run, and the Browns run their entire offense off of Nick Chubb. He is the guy that sets up their play-action passing. He's the guy that turns one-yard losses into 99-yard touchdown runs. He's incredibly hard to bring down. He only gets better every year. I love Nick Chubb in this one. Start him with confidence. I'm going to dud Tyreek Hill for the <laughs> Chiefs. Why am I dudding a number one wide receiver that's tabbed as a breakout guy this season in week one? Because Cleveland has a great secondary. Not only do they have a great secondary, they also picked up Jadavian Clowney to pair on the other side with Miles Garrett. So they have a fantastic pass rush, which means Patrick Mahomes is not going to have anywhere near as much time to find Tyreek Hill on some of those deep routes. Uh, it against a good secondary. So I looked for the ball to go elsewhere from Mahomes this week. Tyreek Hill is not a good option. My sleeper in this one, however, is Clyde Edwards Hilaire, as we talked about with the Cleveland pass rush being much improved this season. I look for a lot of checkdowns and kind of short passes. That's where Clyde Edwards Hilaire really succeeds. Plus, with uh, those guys getting up the field on the ends. Uh, for Cleveland trying to rush the passer, that's going to open up their holes in the running game. So Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to be great. Uh, they're going to run a lot of draws, I think, in this one. They're going to run a lot of you know inside run runs where they kind of run right past those defensive ends that are really just trying to rush the passer. So I look for him to be a great sleeper this week. Gorilla, who's your next 4 o'clock game? Let's talk about the Green Bay Packers as they visit, well, kind of visit the New Orleans Saints or – they're all playing elsewhere. Uh, so this is kind of a neutral territory game here. Kind of a weird game. No real home field advantage for the Saints in this one. And I think that does hurt them in this game. Uh, this is a high over under a 50. I don't know that that's really that accurate in this game because I'm really not that sold on the Saints offensively without uh, Drew Brees in there against a high-powered offense like the Packers. Look, we all know Aaron Rodgers has had his issues this offseason with the Packers. We all know that there's the potential for an implosion uh, within the Packers organization as the season goes on. But I'm not looking for that to happen week one. 
I'm going to start Aaron Rodgers week one. Uh, yes, the Saints have a decent secondary, but I don't think it even comes close to comparing to Aaron Rodgers in the Green Bay passing offense. I think Aaron Rodgers is a really good player in this one. Yes, he costs a lot. He's got to put up a lot of points, though. You get what you pay for. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is a great option in this one. I'm going to dud the uh, Saints quarterback. Right now, Taysom Hill is still listed as the starter for week one for the Saints. Jameis Winston is there as well. Uh, who's actually going to start is a big question mark. When it's a big question mark this close to games, I you don't really want to play. You really don't want to play that game and pick one. Uh, I'm not a fan of either uh, of the quarterbacks in this option anyways. I really think the big offensive weapon for the Saints is going to be Kamara, and I think he's going to be uh, an afterthought after a while just because Green Bay's going to jump ahead real quick with that high-powered passing offense. It's a sleeper in this one. I like Marquez Valdez-Scantling, the wide receiver for Green Bay. Everybody always jumps to Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams costs so much that it's almost not worth picking him up in there. But you have Valdez-Scantling, who's in the same high-powered offense, and is going to put up numbers for maybe a third of the price. Yeah, seems like a great option to me. I'll take Valdez-Scantling as a sleeper option, as a good wide receiver play for the Packers in this one. AJ, what do you got for the last 4 o'clock game of the week? Uh, my last 4 o'clock game is the Dolphins at the Patriots. Uh, the Patriots have some exciting news. They cut Cam Newton. They're going with the rookie quarterback this week. Going to be uh, an interesting game for sure. Uh, for the Dolphins, I like Miles Gaskin as my stud of the week. Uh, he's going to be an important factor in this game, and he should be the best fantasy player in it as well. Uh, everything on this offense runs through Miles Gaskin to start with. Like Tua is going to be okay to start the season. You know, you can kind of go with Devontae Parker as a nice sleeper option here, but I really like Gaskin to be the best fantasy player in this one. For Dudding, uh, I'm going to dud the new number one wide receiver for the Patriots, Nelson Aguilar. Um, like he he put up a thousand yards receiving last year for uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. He has since been released or traded and gone to or well not released but not re-signed by the Raiders, and then he went to the Patriots. Uh, this is his third team in three years. Uh, if he was the Raiders number one receiver last year and they just let him walk away in free agency, what does that really say about his talent? He's going to have a really rough goal of it here. Miami's pass defense is fantastic. Their cornerbacks are great. Plus, they just added Byron Jones to help out on the back end as well. So they have a, a really good number one and number two corners. Uh, Nelson Aguilar is going to really struggle. So is uh, Mac Jones and his first start for the Patriots. I am, however, going to sleeper in this one. Hunter Henry, the tight end for the Patriots. Look, Hunter Henry gets a new home in this one. He gets the benefit of a rookie quarterback with less than stellar wide receivers. So Hunter Henry is going to be targeted uh, early and often in this one. I would not be surprised if he ended up with around 15 targets coming his way uh, in this one. So Hunter Henry is a nice, great sleeper volume play at tight end. Uh, that brings us to Sunday night football. Gorilla, who you got on Sunday night? We got the Bears headed to L.A. to take on the Rams. The Rams are a big favorite of this one, seven and a half points, as the home team with a low over-under of 44. Uh, I really, I'm really looking forward to this game. I think this is going to be a really interesting game. I've always been a fan of Matt Stafford. I've always felt bad for Matt Stafford as a Lion because he's never really had 
a fantastic team to play for outside of having Megatron for a number of years. Now we put him in this situation here and uh, on the Rams where he has a lot of weapons. He has a lot more weapons than he's ever had in his career. I'm excited to see him shine. And I think that's exactly what he's going to do in this game. I think he's really going to put on a show for the Rams week one. Uh, I think he's my big stud in this game. You know, putting him on there is is the big play, is the big storyline, is is this this Matt Stafford uh, offense going to work out? I think it is going to work out. I think he's going to be an absolute stud week one. I think it's almost going to be a storybook play for him in this, this one here. I'm going to dud the Bears quarterback, Andy Dalton. Yeah, Dalton is starting off. I give him two weeks, and then you'll see Justin Fields. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a fan of Andy Dalton. I've never been a fan of Andy Dalton. I think he's going to struggle. That Rams secondary, that Rams passing defense is stellar. They're very hard to throw against. They were very hard to throw against last year. I don't see why that's going to change this year. So uh, the Bears are going to have a tough go of it in the air. They're going to be stuck relying on the ground game. And if they fall behind early, it just doesn't look like it's going to be a pleasant game for the for the Bears in this one. I'm going to sleeper. Yeah, I'm sleeper in another tight end. I like Higby for the Rams as my sleeper option in this one. Yeah, Matt Stafford's going to be throwing the ball a lot. Look for that tight end to be that check down guy when he can't get that down deep. Look for Higby to have a very good game and get a lot of passes. I think he's going to be a great, uh, he's going to be a great red zone option for the Rams. Matt Stafford has used tight ends frequently in the red zone for the Lions. So look for him to do that again now. Look for Tyler Higby to be a great red zone, almost a touchdown vulture for the Rams is a great sleeper. That brings us to the final game of week one, Monday night football. AJ, what you got? Uh, Monday night football is the Ravens putting up a hundred points on the Las Vegas Raiders. Like, <laughs> <laughs> There is not much to say about this one, all right? Uh, the Ravens are absolutely going to destroy the Raiders on Monday night. I don't care what the line is. I don't care what the over-under is. Again, I don't look them up in week one anyway, but I don't even care what the numbers are. The Ravens are going to win by double digits, and there's no excuse for them to not do it. Um, I'm studying Lamar Jackson this one. He he has to throw the I – mean, he's going to be able to throw all over the Raiders' defense anyways, but he's going to – be counted on more in the running game as well here. Uh, Mark Ingram is gone. J.K. Dobbins is hurt. Their third running back that took over Dobbins' spot just tore his Achilles in practice the other day. So really, they're down to one healthy running back, which means Lamar Jackson. Well, two if you count Lamar Jackson. So Lamar Jackson is really going to be counted on more here to run the football as well as throw the football. So I like me some Lamar, Lamar Jackson this week. I'm dudding Derek Carr because – the Raiders apparently just hate him. Um, I don't understand what the Raiders are doing on offense. They have Josh Jacobs as a great running back. They have a decent offensive line, but they have no wide receivers and they continue to ignore the position. They let Aguilar walk this offseason. They didn't bring in anyone outside. And Derek Carr must think that he is really, really disliked by the Raiders organization because he has no one to throw to. So if you have no one to throw it to and you're going against a, a, a above average Ravens uh, secondary, that means you're really going to struggle. So Derek Carr is firmly, firmly on my bench in week one. Uh, my sleeper here, however, is going to be Gus Edwards. 
Um, Gus Edwards is, as I just talked about, the lead back in Baltimore. Not only is he the lead back, he's the lead back by a mile. Um, they just brought in, uh, they just brought in a couple of running backs this last couple of days to try out, including Le'Veon Bell. Uh, so that's something to keep an eye on. But for week one, Gus Edwards is your guy here. Uh, he's the only really healthy running back with any experience on this team other than Lamar Jackson. So I look for Gus Edwards to have a big sleeper day. Uh, that wraps us up for our week one games. It's time to go to our studs, duds, and sleepers of the week. Gorilla, who is your stud quarterback of the week? Well, you you just talked about him, and, and you you nailed you hit it right on the head on this one. It's hard not to make Lamar Jackson your stud of the week at quarterback. I mean, he's the starting running back and quarterback. It's almost like pulling double duty will get him double fantasy points. It, it's really hard not to name him as the stud quarterback of the week. Is going to this one. I'm going to dud. Andy Dalton, I explained about it Sunday night football. I'm I'm not a fan. I think it's a I think it's a bad move. I just don't think he's a good play. I think you'll see Justin Fields week two, week three. I think you're going to see Justin Fields really, really quick for this Chicago offense on top of playing against that tough Rams secondary. My sleeper, Kirk Cousins. I talked about him from Minnesota. They're playing the Bengals. Come on, he's going to be a great option. He's a cheaper option. He's a good sleeper play at quarterback. AJ, who do you got? My stud of the week, I talked about him already, is Jalen Hurts. Uh, kind of a similar situation to Lamar Jackson, except uh, his supporting cast is a little bit better at running back at least. Um, but Jalen Hurts gets a dream matchup in week one. Lamar Jackson gets a dream matchup in week one. Um, Jalen Hurts is my guy, just based on value as well. Uh, if you look at his daily price, it's really underwhelming right now. Um, he's kind of undervalued. So if you're going to put up the same points as Lamar Jackson and you're going to save yourself some money in your daily leagues, um, I like Jalen Hurts in that aspect this week. Uh, my dud is going to be Daniel Jones. Uh, you talked about him in your write-up. Like he gets uh, he gets to play against an absolutely uh, – horrendous I don't, I don't know that game is just bad all around so I'm he gets to play against a tough defense his uh supporting cast is terrible it looks like Saquon Barkley's gonna be back this week so if you I don't know if you really want a possible sleeper <laughs> Saquon Barkley in that game I don't know Daniel Jones is not your guy he's on my bench uh he's my dud quarterback of the week my sleeper quarterback of the week is Matt Stafford uh, Gorilla again talked about him and his write-up. He gets a ton of weapons at his disposal. Uh, not to mention that they have some injuries in the running back position, which means they're going to be forced to throw the ball a little bit more as well. So Stafford is my guy in Week One at sleeper. Uh, let's move on to the running backs, Gorilla. Who you got there? Hey, you talked about him in your write-up, Christian McCaffrey. He's healthy and he's a badass. Enough said. Uh, he, he really is going to be an absolute stud this week. And this season, as soon as long as he can stay healthy, knock on wood. Uh, I'm, I like Christian McCaffrey this week. I think he's going to be an absolutely amazing play. There's a reason he costs so much in your daily leagues. Yes, you get what you pay for sometimes. Sometimes paying that extra bit of money is worth the extra points. Uh, I'm going to do Joe Mixon for the Bengals. I talked about it. Uh, the Vikings are going to be up so much. He's going to be an afterthought. No run of the ball for the Bengals in this game here. It's going to be all on the passing games. Shoulders of them. As far as my sleeper, I talked about him. Raheem Mostert for the San Francisco 49ers. 
Look for him to be an absolute stud play, a really cheap surprise option at running back. AJ, who you got? Uh, much like you, I have Christian McCaffrey as my running back stud of the week. Uh, that means that <laughs> if anyone has been listening to this show, you know that if Gorilla and I agree on someone, they are absolutely going to blow up or they're going to get hurt. So <laughs> Christian McCaffrey is either going to put up 40 points this week or get hurt. Hopefully he puts up 40 because I'm starting him with confidence. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is my pick there. My dud is going to be Tevin Coleman. I talked about him for the Jets. Uh, terrible matchup for him. I don't like him at all. And I know that Gorilla dudded him, but I'm going to sleeper Joe Mixon only for his pass casting, pass catching potential. Um, Joe Mixon gets the benefit of Gio Bernard no longer being in Cincy, which means he is now the de facto number one guy in all three phases. That means they're going to try to run the ball with him, but he's also going to be the guy out of the backfield, which is where he's really going to shine in this one. So Joe Mixon is my sleeper option in your PPRs. That's where I'm feeling on that one. Let's move on to the wide receivers, Gorilla. I got Justin Jefferson from the Minnesota Vikings as my stud wide receiver. Uh, look, as the same reason that I sleeper Kirk Cousins. I talked about it in the write-up. I, I just think they're going to be throwing the ball all day against a really mediocre at best uh, Cincinnati secondary. But for Jefferson to be like an absolute go-to wide receiver. I'm dotting Devontae Parker from the Miami Dolphins. I'm not a fan of him in this game. Purely, uh, this is one of those hits that I don't think his output and matches the higher cost that he is in your daily leagues. I, I just don't think he's worth it. I'm not a fan of this Miami-New England game in any way, shape, or form. As far as fantasy goes, yeah, I'm perhaps just a couple options, but I think there's too many duds and traps in this game to really approach it. Sleeper, I'm going with my beloved Buffalo Bills. I didn't really talk about him, but I'm going to talk about Emmanuel Sanders. He's brand new to the team. He's been overlooked. As I'm watching this, I've taken part in a lot of uh, season-long drafts. He seems to be going falling way back in your season-long drafts. Look, Emmanuel Sanders has been an absolute fantastic wide receiver in every place he's gone. Now you put him on a team with Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley, and Josh Allen throwing you the ball. There's a good chance that he's going to go off on this team here, and this is the game where they won't be expecting it. Look for Emmanuel Sanders to be a good stud or a good sleeper play at wide receiver. AJ, who do you got? I am studying DeAndre Hopkins because why not? Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, <laughs> right? Right. This guy just scores touchdowns every week. It's his job. Um, it's it's kind of like uh, you know picking Christian McCaffrey at running back. You know, just go with the known guys in week one. You know, DeAndre Hopkins is by far the best receiver uh, or one of the best receivers in football. I think he has an absolutely great uh, chance to go over 100 yards and at least one touchdown in this game. So DeAndre Hopkins is my stud this week. My dud is going to be Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper is going to really struggle on Thursday night football. Uh, He does not have that same connection with Dak Prescott that other receivers have. So I just don't like Amari Cooper in this one. My sleeper is going to be the guy that (laughs) Gorilla dudded, Devontae Parker. Uh, I think he's got a good chance to put up 100 yards on a touchdown on this one. Him and Tua, when they're both healthy and playing together, seem to have a good connection last season. They don't have a fantastic uh, matchup secondary-wise. Devontae Parker might struggle a little bit. 
depends on if Stefan Gilmore is going to be on him or even playing in this one. But I still think Devontae Parker's got a chance to put up some numbers. Yes, his cost is a little inflated in fantasy, but I think he'll at least match his price tag. So he should be an okay sleeper guy that's kind of underlooked. Uh, that's going to move us on to our tight ends. Gorilla, who are you studying here? I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs, Travis Kelsey in this one. Uh, well, you talked about how the Cleveland secondary is absolutely fantastic. Guys like Tyreek Hill are going to struggle in this one. Well, look, Travis Kelsey is the next go-to guy as far as throwing the ball to him when they played in the AFC Divisional Round last year in the playoffs. Travis Kelsey is really the one who won the game for them against Cleveland when the Kansas City Chiefs were struggling against that Browns defense. They were. Travis Kelsey ended up having a good game, and he ended up being the deciding factor. I'm looking for him to be the stud in this one. It's hard not to stud somebody like Travis Kelsey. Yes, I know he costs a lot of money, but I think he's going to be the go-to guy, at least in this distance, for that game. I'm going to dud the New Orleans Saints tight end Adam Troutman. Yes, Taysom Hill is kind of the number one guy, but he's also the starting quarterback, so I don't think he's going to be playing tight end all too much. I don't like Adam Troutman as a tight end for that team at all. Uh, avoid him at all costs. Uh, I, I just I'm not a fan of the Saints' offense in this one. I think they're going to be they're going to sputter out and they're going to struggle struggle to figure out where they want to be and how they want to run this uh, offense here. As far as my sleepers go, I talked about in the write up. I'm going to go back to Sunday Night Football's Tyler Higby for the Rams. Look, we didn't see a lot of him last year, but now he has Matt Stafford throwing him the ball. Look for him to be a red zone target, a touchdown vulture. Look for him to be a great touchdown machine this year for the Rams. Take advantage of it early. Get those points before it costs a lot of money. That brings us to kickers. AJ, I kind of have a feeling I know where you're going with this. What do you got for kicker? Well, you're, you're jumping the gun a little bit. I got to give you my tight ends first. <laughs> oh, yeah. I am done. I'm done with the money. <laughs> well, I didn't talk about Travis Kelsey in my write-up because uh, I was going to talk about him here as my stud. Gorilla pretty much took all the words out of my mouth. Travis Kelsey is an excellent play this week. I'm studying him as well. That means Christian McCaffrey and Travis Kelsey both have excellent week, <laughs> excellent opportunities to either uh, blow up this week or both get hurt. So we'll see how that works out for us next week. But usually when Gorilla and I match again, those uh, good things do happen. So I am stunning Travis Kelsey here. I am dunning Eric Ebron for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I know that the Buffalo Bills tended to struggle last season against the tight ends. I just don't like the matchup here. Um, I think that game is going to be a lot lower scoring than people think. I think it's going to be more of a Pittsburgh trying to set things up with play action, and I just don't like their running game at all either. So I think Ebron is going to be more of a blocker in this one than a pass catcher, so I don't like him. Uh, for sleepers, guess who's back for Philadelphia this year, Gorilla? Zach Ertz. Oh, wait. Zach Ertz <laughs> is back. That's right. That, that means he's healthy. He put aside all of those offseason distractions, the possible trade rumors, everything else. He has been 
on fire in training camp. He's come in, he's played, he's played hard. Um, in preseason, he's come out and showed out pretty well as well. He's not dropping passes. He's playing with that same edge that he used to. This guy is playing for a contract this season, which means he's going to absolutely ball out in a great matchup this week. That's why I like Jalen Hurts this week as well, because Zach Ertz is back. That gives them two dynamic tight ends. It gives them some really young, fast wide receivers. There's a lot for Atlanta to cover on this defense. So Zach Ertz is my sleeper play of the week. Now, Gorilla, let's go. <laughs> Gorilla, we can move on to our kickers now. <laughs> I know you're excited okay. about him. Who's I your was stud kicker of the week? I'm going with Ryan Santoso, the new kicker out of uh, playing for the Carolina Panthers. He ended them from the Giants in the offseason. I'm looking for him to have a good game in this one. As far as duds go, New York Giants, Graham Gano. Why would you want to start anybody from the Giants? Uh, we've both kind of made fun of the Giants in this game here. Uh, it's going to be the same thing for kicker unless he miraculously just being able to kick 80-yard field goals. It's a waste of a play. Imagine the fantasy points you would get out of a 80 yard field goal. All right, moving on to my uh, sleeper here. I talked about the Chargers and the Washington football team, about how they're going to cancel each other out. When you have two teams that are good like that, that cancel each other out, it oftentimes becomes a game of field goals and those few points make all the difference. So look for the Chargers kicker, Tristan Viscano to be the go-to guy and a great sleeper play as far as a kicker. I know that's a new name, Tristan Viscano, as a great kicker for the Chargers. AJ, are, did you pick him? Uh, <clears throat> no, I'm saving that one. I am going – I don't like the matchup there. So I'm going with Justin Tucker as my stud of the week for Baltimore. Uh, he might put up 40 points this week on extra points alone. Uh, <clears throat> Justin Tucker is an absolute fantasy – monster when it comes to kickers um you know anybody that legit kicks a field goal in week one with no one in the stands and covid in 2020 and after he nails the field goal just goes i still got it across the whole field before the ball even crosses the here goes between the uprights that's my guy in week one every week so justin tucker by far is my guy this week I am doubting uh, Chris Boswell for Pittsburgh. He struggled in the kicking game last year. Uh, I think that, again, Buffalo game is going to be a lot lower scoring than people think. He might get a couple extra points and maybe a field goal, but I'm not looking for more than like four to six points from him. Uh, I think Justin Tucker is going to double that easily, so I don't like Boswell this week. Uh, my sleeper is going to be Jason Sanders. You, you might say, why are you picking the Miami kicker? Well, because... If you look at the game against New England, Miami is going to put be able to move the ball just enough to get in the field goal range. Jason Sanders might be able to kick three or four, uh, 40 plus, maybe even 50 plus field goals in this one. So that gives you some decent fantasy points right there. I know he's probably not super expensive in your leagues. He might still be on your waiver wire as well. So Jason Sanders, especially this week, is a good sleeper play. Uh, let's move on to defense. Gorilla, who is your defense of the week? Let's pick on the Giants some more. My stud defense is the Denver Broncos. Yeah, it's I know, blowing in fruit there. It's an easy pick. Uh, Denver Broncos are going to just destroy Rick Moranis and the Little Giants. Um, my dud of the week is going to be the Las Vegas Raiders. Why? 
because Lamar Jackson is going to beat them by himself. He's not even going to need a supporting cast. He's just going to run around and they're going to chase after him. They'll just give him seven points every once in a while. Uh, it's kind of a, I don't know, no brainer there. Now here's a, here's one, a, a shocking play as far as a sleeper defense goes, the Houston Texans. I don't like that Jacksonville offense at all. I think it's almost a joke. I think the Houston Texans are not, not the uh, our uh, Jacksonville Jaguars are not the way to go. Well, I don't really like the Houston defense, mind you. I think they're going to do a lot better in this game just because of who they're playing. Hey, Jay, who do you got for defense? Uh, I am studying the Miami Dolphins defense and mostly their secondary against Mac Jones and the Patriots offense. <clears throat> uh, rookie quarterback week one. I know he's been accurate, you know, 70% completion percentage in preseason, blah, blah, blah. Look, he's playing against two legit number one corners here in Xavier Howard and Byron Jones. They're absolutely going to shut down these less than, uh, less than overwhelmingly, uh, good, uh, New England receivers led by the fantastic hands of Nelson Aguilar. So, uh, it's going to be a bad day for the Patriots. Miami uh, defense is my stud. My dud is going to be the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I think both of those uh, defenses you could probably dud this week. Atlanta, Philadelphia. There's so many picks. Uh, the Raiders, you can dud. You can <laughs> you can dud so many teams' defenses. I'm going with Atlanta. I think they're going to give up just a ton of points in this one. Uh, and they're probably not going to get very many turnovers. They are really, really not great at creating turnovers. They proved that last season as well, so I'm dudding them. My sleeper is going to be the Carolina Panthers defense. Uh, look, they get to rally around Sam Darnold in his revenge game in this one. They get to play against a rookie quarterback in Zach Wilson, so... I like the up-and-coming Carolina defense. Those guys are young, they're hungry, uh, and they get a good matchup. So they're my sleeper of the week. And it just about does it for us for week one. Uh, welcome back, football. I missed it. I know you missed it too, AJ. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I am very excited for week one. Uh, I spent you know all weekend this past weekend watching some college football to kind of whet the appetite as well as kind of start scouting for the 2022 draft because you know i am a big draft guy yes you are all right well that's gonna wrap us up this week for gorilla i am aj and we will catch you in week two